Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. All I got to say, folks, is he's back. Yes, we missed last week. I had some family stuff going on. We couldn't get our schedules working. Many of you reached out to do two things. One, where the heck is the Dan Bird interview? And two, you better send him a Nailed It t-shirt because he got NVIDIA right. Also, folks, you've been watching the stock market breached 4,200. Yes, I do read his new newsletter each week. Let's welcome Dan Bird to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Glad, yeah, you, glad you're reading you it. Yeah, absolutely. I read. I will be honest. I read probably half of them, top to bottom, and then the other half I skim. Uh, cartoons, yeah, cartoons read, only. Right. Yeah, no cartoons and the uh, chart, the one with the, the spreadsheet about the economic numbers. The that, weekly, that I'll yeah. read. Yeah, that yeah, I read yeah. every week. Yeah, that's uh, pretty valuable, actually. Yeah, but I I think you should collect some flowers. Uh, I think over the last I don't know three or four months, you have been leaning bullish. Uh, I think a lot of the audience, especially two months ago, was like, this guy's crazy. Uh, I think the market, at least to this point, shows you were more right than wrong. Uh, you also had a call on NVIDIA and took action. You bought a tranche. Uh, so I want to give you some flowers. Uh, I think you've earned them at this point. So congratulations. Um, now you got to do it again. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been bullish since October. So we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you why uh, here this morning. Okay. But um, let's let me share my screen. We'll, we'll talk about it in video real quick. And folks, I think it was uh, two weeks ago we talked about it. He uh, he, he pulled the trigger on his first tranche. So we'll find out if he uh, was able to get more or uh, he only had that one. So uh, interestingly, I I bought a small position. Actually, somebody sent me an email saying, "What are you gonna do about Nvidia?" And I said, I will probably do the same thing I did with AMD, which is buy a small tranche before the, before the earnings mm -hmm. and then see what happens after the earnings to decide if I want to buy more. Okay. Uh, so I did. I bought it about five minutes before the close. Oh, wow. Right before earnings. The day of earnings. Oh, wow. At $305. Huh. That was a good trade. Yeah. And now it's at uh, what is it, three eighty nine. So was this a trade or an investment? Because this is what I'm going to hold. This is what I'm going to hold on to. Okay. But All I right. am not going. I am not going to buy more here. Hmm. So as I've always said, and you can you can see it on this chart, the twenty one day moving average is the reversion to the mean. That's the pink line, right? That's the blue oh, no. line. The blue line. Blue line. Pink line is the eight day. That's where I, I like to watch to see if that crosses the blue one. Okay. But it comes down to the blue and if it goes up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. It hit it hit right just almost at the 21 day, the day before earnings. Okay. <clears throat> at the end of that day is when I bought at 305. Hmm. And now see how far away it is from the 21 day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not normal, Dan, right? That's not normal? No, that is not normal. I mean, the, the volume is huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's that. it's like 52 week high on the volume. So the, the way to think about this, the way the market works is there are market makers on the other side of every trade. Mm -hmm. So if they, if the stock gets too far up above its 21 day moving average, that means a lot of people are buying. Mm -hmm. Market makers have to be selling in order to make both sides of the, for the market, okay. right? So market makers have to sell to all those people that want to buy. Well, when the when the buying slows down, the market makers are still selling, so it comes back down. And then everybody else looks at that 21 day, and when it hits there, they start buying again. The market makers have to sell, so that's what makes a market. Now, what happens on a day like this, and you can see it on the first day, that big black candle, <clears throat> this one exploded higher. It overwhelmed the market makers. Now, they were still trying to sell on that first day. That's why it ended lower than it opened. That's what makes it black. Market makers were still selling, but the buying was overwhelming them. That's extremely bullish. And the next day, this is Friday, it continued to go higher. So market makers are still trying to, to balance the market, mm. but the, the buying is still overwhelming them. Now, now at some I, point, at some point, that's some point that's going to stop. At some point, yeah. there, there will be profit taking and market makers together pushing it back down. Gotcha. I don't know NVIDIA at all. This was obviously a trade you put on and, and, and highlighted for us a couple of weeks ago. Thank you for that. Um, is some of that volume perhaps short sellers? Or was there a lot of people going into these earnings thinking Absolutely. they would miss or something? Absolutely. Uh, In fact, um, one guy on, uh, on CNBC, this is why... I, I love watching CNBC for the enter entertainment value. Okay. There was one guy on there, Dan, I think his name is Dan also, okay. Dan something. Right. He was talking about way down, way back, actually way back in here when it was around 280 or so. He was talking about he was shorting NVIDIA. Ooh. And even, even when it went up here to like 310, he was complaining how much pain he was going through being short. Or, or actually, I think he I think he bought puts actually, okay, because they're options traders mostly. Um, but he said I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay short because I I can't believe it can go any higher than that. So yes, a lot of this is short covering. Got it. Okay. And they are they are getting killed. Oh yeah. Short. Now it's it's pretty stupid to short a stock like Nvidia. And that's why don't ever listen to the people on CNBC, yeah. unless you one just of the, wanna, one of the many reasons. <laughs> unless you just want to be entertained, yeah. Because they they don't they don't understand charts. Number one, but if you if you just watch this ever since the beginning of this year, and I'm, we're going to talk about this in the second session when we talk about industry groups, because I'm going to specifically talk about semiconductors and software. Okay. But ever since the beginning of the year, this has been nothing but stay above its 21 day moving average. That is extremely bullish. Right. Right. So, so I'm not going to buy any more. I'm going to hold on to what I have and I'm just going to watch it. That's at some point. I mean, it still might go higher because the market in general, I think is going to go higher next week when we get a uh, budget. A debt ceiling. Resolution. The debt ceiling gets resolved, which it will. Sure. And that's part of what pushed the market up this week. Yeah. But the market will continue going higher. 
The other thing I want to ask you about, and you and I didn't prep you for this, so you'll probably have to pull it up. But can you take a look at the ten year? I mean, that's another thing that's just interest rates have been rocketing higher. Some of that. Oh yeah, they, that's true. Uh, they have, they have been rocketing higher. But um, interesting on interest rates. Let's see if I have the ten year here. This is no, that's the S and P. This is um, ten year down here with with the VIX. So the ten year is, is red. The, right? Ten year is the red line. Yeah, it's at three eighty. Okay. Right there. Might have a better one. Let's see. But as you say, I wasn't prepared. So. Yeah. No, I just totally my. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the the ten years been going up, which you know a lot of times is not good for stocks. Mm -hmm. This is uh, this is the uh, inverted yield curve right here. Yep. yep. And then the ten year versus ten year versus the two year right here. Now this doesn't really tell you much. Sure. Anyway, the um the the ten year, if it's if it's going up when the market is soft or. Mm -hmm. Rates are going up and the 10 years going up. That's not good for, for growth stocks. Mm -hmm. But if the 10 years going up because the market is strong, because the economy is strong. Sure. That actually might be a good thing. So we'll now, see. Do you, do you think that, so why I'll ask you if you don't have the chart, it's fine. But why do you think the 10 years going up? Um, it's been quite a move. It's been almost half a, half a point. I think, I think a lot of people are, finally realizing that the mar the stock market is going to continue going higher. Okay. So they're selling bonds. Okay. I like it. And, mo and moving to stock. So let's talk about that. Sure. Cause that's what I, what I want to focus on in this one. Yes. You know, why, why I, I I've been bullish this whole time and why I might very soon be justified. So here's what happened on Friday. You can see it finally got over 4,200. This is in the newsletter. Mm -hmm. um, last week, we, we flirted with it, never closed above 4,200, but went up right. and touched it and then got rejected. And yeah. I've been saying for quite a while that it's, it's a big battle between bulls and bears in this area. Mm -hmm. But Friday, we actually closed above 4,200 on great volume. Yeah. All right. This one here, I want to spend a little bit of time on because this chart is absolutely fascinating. Okay. So this is a weekly chart of the S&P. And I want to point out a few things on this. First of all, these quadrant lines, the blue ones, mm -hmm. it, this, it's amazing how symmetrical the market can be. It is just it amazes me every time I see it, how symmetrical the market can be. So these blue lines are the quadrant lines. It's one quarter of the move from the COVID low to the all-time high. Okay. So this blue one up here is 75% of the move. This blue one down here is 50% of the move from the COVID low to the all-time high. Got it. All right. Mm -hmm. The orange lines are the Fibonacci levels also anchoring from the all-time high and the COVID low. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's a Fibonacci. 
this is a quadrant. Quadrant is strictly uh, symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Fibonacci uses Fibonacci numbers. Okay. Look where both of the 50% points are. Hmm. Both of them. And these are using the same anchors, the all-time yep. high and the COVID low. Okay. All right. The 23% line up here, this orange one, is right near, just slightly above the 75% quadrant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Now, the pink ones, instead of anchoring with the all-time high and the COVID low, I anchored with the all-time high and the recent um, okay. low of the bear market which is in October. Okay, so the pink one uses those anchors. Now, the, this is also a quadrant line, so it's symmetrical. So 75% of the bear market was right here, right on the 38.2% Fibonacci level that I've talked about a lot. That's what we came down to at the end of last year. We came down to it again in March. And I, and I said in both cases, I said, if we close below that line, we are going much lower maybe even to 3,200. I remember. That 38.2% Fibonacci. We never did. Nope. But look at the symmetry of this market. 75% of this bear market is at exactly the same place as this 38.2% Fibonacci. Hmm. All right. The 50% point is right here, this dotted pink line right here. We are now two weeks in a row, we have closed above the halfway point of this bear market. That is very significant. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So we have already made up half of the bear market. A lot of people might not feel that way. They might still feel like the bear market is still going or still has potential of continuing. But a lot of people don't realize we have already made up more than 50% of that that's bear market. That, that's interesting. Okay. All right. Yep. Now, if you put take all these lines together, and that, this is why I, I put in the shaded area right here, and I've been saying for months that we're going to have a big battle in this area between right. bulls and bears. The people that want to short, people that are bears that think that this bear market is still continuing are going to keep selling when we get up to all of these levels. Okay. And the bulls who believe we are going to go through these levels will keep buying. So you don't really know who's going to win until somebody wins. Now, where's the top of the blue line? Is that like 4275? The blue line is the August high where it closed up here. It's at almost 4300. Okay. All right. All right. The actual high is at 4325 right up here. Oh, I got but the, the close is just below 4300. So 4300. Once we get so through that, that and actually, go ahead. That's the next number to watch. Because for a long time, you've been telling me to watch 4,200. And again, yeah. on Friday was the first close above that. And for right. your for, for credit, you have said 4,300, but you've always said we got to get, obviously, through 42 first. Right. Uh, so 4,290, 4,300 is the number to watch for us uh, at home. Uh, folks well, at home. yeah, we're already above 4,200. So it's, right. we're, we close at 4,205. So the, the, the thing to watch now is can we stay there? Okay. So one other thing I want to point out here, and this is kind of technical analysis 101. So for those uh -huh. folks that want to understand and learn it, uh -huh. this is a really good chart for that. Besides all of these symmetrical levels, look at the 
tails on all of these candles. Now, this is these are weekly candles, all right? Mm -hmm. But look at the tails on all of these candles. Okay. We can go, I mean, we can see it over here when we came down to that 38.2 Fibonacci level that I pointed out. That if we close below it, we're going much lower. Right. You can see how long the tails are on the, the three right there that were that that traded below it but didn't close below it. Okay. That's what the tails mean. It traded all the way down and then it came all the way back. Mm -hmm. And it left that tail. Now, if you look at all the other ones, the white open candles means that it closed well above the open. Those are very bullish, those white open candles. All right. The other ones that are red, except for a few exceptions, and even some of the white ones over here have very long tails. So the way to look at this is think about what that means. That means during the week, the market traded all the way down to the low, but before the end of the week, it came all the way back. Right. Okay. That's what these tails means. Went all the way down and came all the way back. Went all the way down, came all the way back. Friday was a huge one. Came yeah. all the way down and roared all the way back. Those are that that's the big Wall Street firms that can't take positions in one day or one week or even in one month. That's what they're doing. They're waiting for people to sell and then they're buying. Interesting. And they're pushing it up on all of these. So that is extremely bullish. That's accumulation right there. Now, let's go back. And for anyone that's interested in getting my newsletter, because I didn't do this in the beginning, but mm -hmm. just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. And a lot of this I put in my newsletter every week, a lot more than what we're talking about, but mm -hmm. there's a lot in there. But one of the things I put in, when I put these cartoons in, this, this, one, this one was cool, funny over here. These yeah. guys, snow is falling. Sell snow, sell, sell, sell. This chart down here is the chart of snow, snowflake. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so these that's, guys are, that's taking the elevator down right there, folks. Yeah, these guys Just are there. saying sell snow, and that's what they did. Anyway, this is from another newsletter, Real Investment Advice, they, and this is their chart right here. And it's basically showing the same thing that I was just showing you. You know, the breakout right here, this is a classic breakout. So the breakout is very bullish, two reasons. First, the market has completed a 50% retracement of the 2022 decline. I just showed you that. You did. All right, so it is, is now above that 50% point. Secondly, the breakout confirms the bullish trend that started from the October lows. I just showed you all of those tails on all of those candles. Yep. That's the bullish trend from the October lows. And then a, uh, the, this is the level to watch, the August high of 43.25, a break above those levels, and there's only some minor resistance to fully recovering the 2022 decline. And that's 48 and change? 48.15. 48.18, I think, is the exact number. Okay. Wow. Minor, minor resistance. Hmm. So, let's go back over here for a second. And look but, at here's so so a quick question. One of the things you you highlighted when we got into all of this is you're right on the cusp of of is is being being right or or kind of feeling like you're valid your your bullishness is validated. Is that the forty three hundred? That's the final forty three hundred is absolutely okay. is forty three hundred. I would not be surprised, and 
we'll see this in the next session that we do. But I would not be surprised to see this pull back. Okay, gotcha. From here, from the 4,200 and all of this congestion in here. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see the bears trying to push this down again. Right. And have this, you know, trade back down before it makes another run through 4,300. So right. that would not surprise me. I don't know if it'll be next week because the the debt ceiling thing will probably push right. it higher. Right. But it could push it right to 43 and then and then get Okay, rejected. I'm with you. All right. This is, um. you remember the January barometer we looked at way back yeah. in December? I do remember that, yeah. I just thought I'd review that. January barometer. This is from uh, Stock Traders Almanac, and they've got they've got history going back seventy five years that if these three things happen, that the, the market usually ends higher. So all three of these things happen: the Santa rally, the first five trading days were up one point four percent, and the full month of January was up six percent. So all three things were satisfied mm -hmm. for the January barometer, which means usually the market will end higher, and you see where we are now. This is the inflation. And by the way, these a lot of these charts are in my newsletter as well. I don't know if a lot of sure. people realize that, but at the very end of the newsletter, I have links to all of these charts and you can click on them and save them to your favorites bar and always go back and look at them if you want to. Nice. So here's the commodities. So interestingly, let me get back over here for a second. Next month, we haven't hit next month yet, but we got non-farm payrolls on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then this week here, the, the red week, we've got the CPI inflation report on the 13th. Mm -hmm. Both the non-farm payrolls and inflation report are before the next Fed meeting. Mm -hmm. I think we are going to have a huge down CPI number. Yeah, that's my call as well. I mean, we could be four and a half, even lower, maybe. Yeah, I think what we were four nine last time. We had the large base effect, plus we had commodities roll over. It wouldn't shock right. me if we're below four or five. Yeah. 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 I mean, we could we could get down to four even. So I think the non-farm payrolls are still gonna come in fairly strong. Yeah, I think you're I think you showed us it was expected to be one eighty two. You had yeah, one eighty. Uh, yeah, a little lower than last time and three point five percent on the rate. Right, went down that. to 3.4 last time. Both of those are still strong. GDP mm -hmm. came in stronger than expected. Yeah, PCE core came in stronger than expected. PCE, PCE, which is an inflation metric that the, the Fed looks at, came in slightly, slightly hotter. Yeah. But I think uh, non-farm payrolls will be okay. I think we'll have a huge down tick in inflation. Yeah, and I mean, I we, we, we have to have a down reading on CPI. I'm holding firm on my hope that they pause on the 14th. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I got to tell you, the data, at least leading into today, it's like, a I mean, the, the market is predicting 67% chance they raise at this point. Yeah, I just don't I, see it. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll raise. So, think so. so think about this. Uh, you've got, you've got these three, you've got the non-farm payrolls, which will probably be strong. At least it won't be terrible. Right. CPI will be much better. You know, it, it'll look like inflation's falling off a cliff. Okay. The CPI number. Then the Fed, Fed, if they pause, and then on top of that, you've got the debt ceiling resolution. Yeah. Yep. All of those things are going to send the market higher. And you can see these dotted lines is what over the last 75 years, 
election what the market year. has done 21 years no pre-election years is 75 years that's what it's done in pre-election years which is what we're in right now mm -hmm. all right yep this is uh these are all from stock traders almanac this is uh pre-election years than that we are right here right now the purple line hmm. see how how well it's following the trend yep. and the best months go to mid-july for the nasdaq hmm. then it goes sideways and then it goes sideways right okay. for the rest of the summer and then this here is um pre-election with the debt crisis this is the last yeah. this com compares oh, yeah, 2011. 2011 yeah 2011 was the last time we had a debt crisis with a Republican Congress and a Democrat president. Mm -hmm. And you can see the blue line is where we are and the black line is what the market has done. And I think this one's going to be a little bit different because June, the re there was actually an impasse and the IMF started talking about default. Yeah, we had and a, then in July, downgrade. Yep. Yeah, we got a downgrade <clears throat> by Moody's in July. Um, and then in August, the S&P cut our credit rating. Yeah. I think we're going to have a resolution by, ne by next week. Yeah, I agree. By the end of next week. So I don't, I don't see us duplicating this, mm -hmm. um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. A um, couple of other charts here. This is the... Uh, this is, oh, I know what I wanted to do. Before I get to that, let me show you. This was in the newsletter too. Mm -hmm. It was, I remember this. So the three strongest sectors, and we're going to dive into this more in the next session. Three so strongest growth sectors are technology, communication services, and consumer discretionary. <laughs> that does technology, not scream recession. <laughs> yeah, how can you, you can't have a recession when these are the leading Sectors. Oh, you can't. Those three? Yeah, you can't. Um, look at the market cap for technology. Oh, wow. It far exceeds the market cap for just about every other sector. Sure. I didn't realize All that. Right? Wow. So technology, consumer, this is where internet stocks are, like Meta, and consumer discretionary, which is where Tesla is, and Amazon. Hmm. So year to date for this year, they have outperformed the S&P. Everything else is underperformed. So I thought I'd look at what happened Friday. How did it look Friday? Look pretty much the look same. At that. Look, look at that. Those three aggressive growth sectors are outperforming. Why would why would Wall Street be moving into aggressive growth sectors that are interest rate sensitive if we are heading into a nasty recession? Why would they? I, well, they don't think it's coming. Yeah, that's right. And if I've said it before, if it does come, it's going to be shallow and short. Right. If it okay. comes. So here's the, this is the relative chart. This is the XLK, the technology versus the S&P. So this is comparing two things. And if it's going up, that means the first of those two is outperforming. Right. So ever since January, you can follow the perp, the uh, pink line. Ever since January, technology has been outperforming the S&P. And this is the actual XLK down here. It's This is not comparing it to the S&P. This is just the actual Just the index, chart. okay. Right, yeah. the actual index. 
So you can see it's going up. Here's the XLC communication sector. Mm. Again, since January. Outperforming the S&P and the line's just going up on that one. Here's consumer discretionary. Now this one is a little bit flatter. Mm -hmm. So consumer discretionary has not really caught up with those other two sectors, even though it's still outperforming the S&P. But this is one that hasn't quite caught up yet, but it might right. follow here shortly. All right. And then semiconductors, we'll look at we'll look at these in the next session. We'll look at the, awesome. these sectors and and actually some stocks in each of these. So my thesis, once again, is that we are heading higher. Mm -hmm. Not only are we heading higher we will, are very likely heading back to the all-time highs. Yeah, the, the, again, I want to give you your flowers, kind of how we opened it. You have been here the whole time, um, even though the macro environment through most some of this journey didn't feel like it. Uh, you have held true to your thesis, and uh, I want to give you credit for that because uh, it probably wasn't, I don't know, if, I guess maybe for you because you're so disciplined, it would not have been easy for most people but because you're so disciplined and have so much history, I just wanted to congratulate you for uh, sticking to it. That's quite uh, very nicely done. Thanks. But the reason that I've been sticking to it, and this was the opposite when we first started talking in December of 22, mm -hmm. I was saying then that the market was going down. I remember. I was not bullish at that time. And and the, the reason for both of those, the reason I was bearish back then and the reason I'm bullish now is because of what's happening inside of the market. Right. The, internal, the things that yeah. most people don't see. The comparison of sectors to the S&P, comparison of a stock to the to its peers and its industry group. Yep. That type of thing. So it's it's studying the underlying or the the internals of the market, not just the 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 sense or the feeling of whether it's going up or down. Now a lot of people trade just because they think it's going to go up or down. Yes. Yeah, I am a feeling in uh, trader, so I own that. Uh, I own that moniker. So you are absolutely right. There's lots of people like me, who are not disciplined, who who trade off feelings. So uh, you are absolutely right. So in the next uh, session, we're going to talk about some of the industries and sectors, and we'll look, actually look at some specific stocks inside of semiconductors and software, because those are the two key ones inside of technology. But if anyone's interested in my newsletter, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com. There's no charge. I don't sell emails or any of that. If you want to be taken off, just let me know. It's not a problem. It's research that I do for myself and my friends anyway, every weekend. So I just put it all together and send it out to folks. There you go. Thank you very much. You bet.